Welcome back to Coaches on the Beach, and today we have a West Coast coach joining us, all the way from Cal, Megan Owosu. She's been at Cal for a while now as the head coach, and she's also an alum of Cal Berkeley. Um, she tells us about her story growing up and talks about some beach volleyball throughout the West Coast in this episode. Um, hopefully you enjoy this episode, and we will catch you next week. Hello. What's up, Megan? How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. You guys back? Quarter system. You probably started like last week. No, semester. Oh. Semester. Yeah. We started today, actually. So yeah, I'm like, <laughs> interesting day to schedule this. My brain is like, woo. But uh, so exciting. Like, I don't know how you guys feel, but like winter break, I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And then the second we see the girls, it's just like, I'm just giddy. <laughs> yeah. so it's like ready to go too, right? You're like, we've done all of this prep work. Yeah. And now we get to like actually yeah. run it out there and, and get it done. And yeah. you guys have a good squad again this year, right? You didn't lose too many. I mean, lost Ashley, uh, maybe Lexi graduated too. Yep. Yep. Ash, Lex, uh, Ainsley Riddell, um, who's now, uh, she's getting her master's at SC. Um, and then uh, Nat Martin. Um, but yeah, we have some some really strong freshmen and then also a few transfers as well. So I feel like, you know, you can't ever replace nor do you want to, but I feel like we, we have some good newcomers that can some fill some holes. Yeah. And this is, uh, this is year eight for you. You're nine. You know, what's funny is like, as I was getting ready for this podcast, I was like, what year is it? <laughs> I mean, the thing, so I, when COVID, when I had my kids, I ended up quitting for a year, re-interviewing. Um, and so, like, it, it kind of is like before kids and after kids are like the two um, kind of segments I have at Cal. But this will be my third year post-COVID and children. And then, yeah, before that, I think, yeah, I was at like five-ish, five or six. So, yeah. We'll go BCC. Post-COVID children. Okay, so we're going into year three, round two, I guess. Uh, at Cal <laughs> to make Cal that as complicated as possible. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how many words we can throw in here to try to figure out the math. Um, yeah. So tell us like a little bit about how that was, right? You know, so you're pregnant, right? You have your children. You have triplets, which yeah. is super fun. Um, very sure. busy. <laughs> And you're like, okay, I need, I need some time. I need some time. So you kind of step away. How does that whole thing go? Yeah. So I never intended on leaving actually. Um, you know, I think with like a lot of us, like early beach coaches, like it's your like first baby, right? Like I, I never wanted to leave. It was, it, it was, and is my, my dream job on the mater, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, I think um, I think I was driving down to preseason. Uh, we were doing a retreat, kind of like you. We were going down to San Diego. I knew I had the triplets in my belly. Um, and one, it was actually, it turns out it was my daughter. I have two girls and a boy. My daughter cracked my rib. And so I ended up having to like, just call it like, I'm off now. Like I'm done for the season. Um, so I ended up, uh, not being bedridden, but pretty much like having to keep it super chill. 
um, starting then. And then once I had the kids, uh, they were preemies, they were born at 35 weeks. And so, and it was during that COVID time. And so, um, we, I mean, it was essentially my husband and I in like a condo with my mom. And we were like, you know, co during that time we were like, what is this? And so like no one, like, uh, we didn't let anyone aside from my mom help us with the kids. And just to give you guys like a little perspective, we had to feed these kids every two hours. And so, and I was, I was actually like feeding them with my breast milk. And so it would take about 30 minutes to feed each kid. And so it'd be like, they're called, the first one's named Henry. So it'd be Henry for 30 minutes, then Louie for 30 minutes, and then Ruthie for 30 minutes. And then I would pump and then I have to start all over. So essentially like sleep deprivation was insane. Um, so there was a time where I was like, you know what, this, this isn't gonna happen. <laughs> like I'm, I am, um, it was rough. So yeah, I ended up quitting. And then my husband who he actually, he played football at Cal. He was um, a stud athlete and a great supporter. He was just like, you know what, Megan, you, you need to go after it. Like it's, it's who you are. He, I mean, he, him saying it where when I'm on the road, he's taking care of three kids on his own. Um, uh, of course we have family, but, um, it, it meant a lot. So that's kind of very, very long story short was, um, we realized, you know, this, this is a part of me, this is what keeps me whole. And so here we are. <laughs> yeah. And then what, like you make that decision to go back was mm -hmm. admin, all about it were they like yeah dude this is awesome or was it a little bit like whoa hold on you just <laughs> yeah yeah so i actually they made it clear that i had to do the interview process again um so it was a pretty long process um and went through all the kind of like i mean it was a little bizarre because i had been there um but i went through the whole process again and um was you know beyond grateful to to get hired yeah, that's got to feel nice that they doubled down on you, right? They didn't just pick you once. They were like, yeah. Megan, we were like, we're going for it. <laughs> the first yeah. five were fun. Let's do it again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like, you, it, was a, it was a whole new identity process, you know, and realizing and just having to advocate for yourself and um, realizing that as I'm going through this process of gaining this new identity as being a mom, it's going to take some trials and tribulations. And as long as I just continue to advocate and learn as I go, and it's going to, there's going to be lots of turns and twists, but um, being that voice is, you know, speaking up for myself. So I'm, I'm super appreciative of the administration. I can't believe like I get to be here and have my family, but also coach of my alma mater. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And an incredible example for your student athletes, right. Of like, going after what you want, doing the things that are, that you're passionate about. And then, like you said, even being an advocate for yourself, right. And, and giving them that opportunity. They, they get to look at you as a mom, as a coach, as a wife who's making it all happen. And yeah, it's, uh, uh, there's tougher parts probably. I imagine not every day is like, like today, first day back uh, at preseason uh, with the, the trips are three now. Three yeah. They're, they're three and a half. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. I think that's, it's, it's very rewarding. I mean, some of my, my athletes will choose to be moms, others won't, but I think just going for it. And you know, at the end of the day, like 
you may fail, right? I, I, there could be major failure, but if you don't go for it, what are you doing? And so they get to see, they get to see that, you know, the good parts and the bad. And I think that's one thing like that we try and make clear is, you know, this, we do fully invest in this team and we get to know each other on a really deep level. And so they've gone to have some of the kids around sometimes and, you know, they're, the kids are in school. So they, they get sick occasionally. And that might mean that I'm going to practice and then sprinting home to take care of sick kids on some days um, and telling myself to be okay with that, but then also communicating that with, um, with the squad. It's been cool. Yeah. yeah. You've had some really incredible assistance too. I mean, you've oh got gosh. some people that have, have good ideas about what it's all yeah. like. I mean, yeah. Um, it's got to be great having young Joe Mayer running around, right? Because you're like, all right, Joe, no kids, right? You're sorry, bud, you're on it. <laughs> me and Dancer I mean, got the local. He, God, I can't even. I was just talking to them today. Like, they are absolutely family. Um, and I'm sure you guys feel this, like, with your programs. But you know, we have our like our blood family, and. Um, that's great but I mean who do we end up spending a whole lot of time with and I think like I can't say enough about Joe and Dan I think they both like you know when you're hiring a staff it's essential to really be aware of your own strengths and weaknesses but then also make sure that your staff compliments you and I think not only are they just like masters of their strength and they give so much to the program but they're just I never doubt their their commitment, their loyalty. Um, yeah, they're they're family for sure. Um, and I know, like in the beach volleyball world, that that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll all stay together forever. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Dancer, so this is Dancer's fourth season, and then this is Joe's third season. Um, and we're able, super excited with the rule changes. We were able to. Um, Dancer is now uh, promoted to assistant, and then we also, uh, Joe is an associate head. So so I get to just put up my feet and just, you know, chill. But um, <laughs> yeah, you get no, to do but... all the other stuff, right? <laughs> and coaching's so fun, guys. We, we talk about volleyball for about 30 seconds <laughs> and then spend another 23 hours, 59 minutes on everything else. Uh, <laughs> right. It's super great. But luckily, you have two great volleyball minds. I mean, Dancer's been obviously around the game a lot and um, running the club probably helps kind of mm -hmm. keep that, that Bay Area piece together. And then Joe is young and hungry and has been around the game at a really high level for a couple of years. He kind of he followed you, right? So you started at LMU on the beach side and then Joe was like, all right, I'll get my start there and then oh, let me pop up to Cal. So that's got to be kind of a fun, um, I guess, connector or something that you can, I have been in your shoes, man. I, I know what you're going through here. Yeah. Yeah. So LMU, I ended up, it was, I had finished my, um, my fall season, my senior year, and I was actually visiting my sister. Um, she was on the track team at UCLA. So I was down visiting her and, um, I remember just driving by Loyola Marymount. I knew I wanted to get into coaching. My mom had been a coach for 30 years, also actually in track and field, but, um, I got to grow up kind of being around that and I just drove by LMU and I remember turning to my mom and be like, Hey, what if I coach there? <laughs> and so I ended up like emailing, um, Tom black, like just out of the blue. 
And I, I emailed him and I was like, Hey, I, I saved up my scholarship money. I want to come down and be your, your volunteer assistant coach. Um, and so I ended up being a volunteer that, that next fall, right after I graduated and then was on the indoor side, um, was the recruiting coordinator. And then we ended up starting the beach program, um, that, uh, I guess that following spring and yeah, I got to John Mayer, which is so funny. He was, so he was coaching at, um, uh, Santa Monica, I think it was Santa Monica city college. And, um, so he, and he was playing, so he was our, our volunteer beach coach, but basically what happened was, so Tom Black, the head coach, uh, he was our head coach. I was the assistant on the beach. Um, and, whenever John came, like we just were both quiet and he would run everything, but it would be like just kind of random sporadic times. He would bring his, uh, his then infant, uh, Mila, who I think is now 10. Um, but apparently I met Joe at Santa Monica pier. I guess I was playing just after work one day. I don't remember this at all, but he, it was like the day that I think one of the last days I was actually going up to coach at Cal and one of the, um, I don't his name's Matza. Um, he's like one of the, like, okay, yeah, you know him. You see the Matza tattoos on a lot yeah, of Yeah, there you go. So he was like telling, I guess at the time, Joe tells me this story, but he was like telling Joe, like, yeah, this this girl used to coach at LMU, and now she's going to Cal and interaction. But unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, that connection is awesome. We have a lot of love for LMU. Um, that whole staff, both like, the current staff as well as you know betsy and and all the people that have kind of gone through that program already but yeah the community of the, yeah. of the california beach volleyball but then also pac-12 and just yeah. how much there's how that interaction goes when you're seeing each other at tournaments and doing scheduling like what yeah. is that environment like for you yeah well i mean my my immediate like kind of coach that i think of is andrew fuller i feel like even though we're like supposed to be rivals to the end, um, I honestly feel like I talk to him more than anyone when I'm doing scheduling, just because he's he's a 45 minute drive away. Usually, I mean, I don't know how much you guys know about our courts, but um, just this year we got a third court. We've had two for ever, um, and so usually I'm like, Hey, who are you scheduling? Like, who can I piggyback on? Or, Hey, do you want to schedule with these guys? Like, I love to play with them. so, um, yeah, I feel like I, he and I are always kind of in a back and forth, but yeah, the, um, the coaches are just, I just feel so fortunate to get to coach against and with, um, you know, the best in the country. And I, the thing I think about, um, is the the USA programming or the NTDP, I'd say like, I was kind of reflecting on this before our, our conversation of like where I kind of get the most, um, just continued learning or how, you know, how I find the most um, progress as a coach. And I'd say like, so, especially the summer, but I would even say like the spring um, and fall programming, I don't usually do the winter cause it's like the day after Christmas, but um it's about a week of getting to coach with, you know, my colleagues, but the amount of learning I get to do where usually the way the um, USA programming is structured is I'll take a day, then whoever I'm coaching with, they'll take a day and run a session, then the next coach. And so I get to just 
sit back and, you know, be an assistant and learn from them. And I feel like that is just the most valuable, um, continued yearly learning that I can be a part of. Um, and so I guess that doesn't even just stick to just the California question that you mentioned, but yeah, just the, the beach volleyball community, man, we have some amazing coaches and, and I think what's cool. And I don't know if this is because it's still grassroots, but I feel like everyone is just so willing to share and um, problem solve, whether that's, you know, dealing with contracts or if it's, you know, video or, um, you know, how we're running an offense. I, I feel like everyone is very open to working together and building each other up. And I hope that never changes. Um, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I, if it makes you feel better, right, you've dodged a bullet on the winter training also. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I've been like four times. <laughs> Every time it is the coldest in California all year. It's raining. Um, it's it's the weather's always bad. The program's always fun, but the weather's always bad. Uh, but did, no, you that, go, did you go to that one? I think it was like 2021 in Manhattan Beach where like everyone got COVID. Yeah. And we wound up having like four coaches. <laughs> yeah, run, so I was going like, to go to that, but then I got COVID. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, and and it wasn't, nobody got COVID, right, two weeks in advance. Right. It was, it was getting ready to get on the plane to go there. Everybody's taking nose swabs and dropping like flies. Yeah. I did boys, I did boys that year. Okay. Wound up being like, we're arriving and Gabby's like, all right, Colin, Steve McFadden, uh, and Derek, we need you guys to do girls and boys. Can you guys handle that for the week? And we're yeah. like, yes, yeah, so when, when's our off time? They go, well, actually, it's actually overlapping most of the <laughs> So, so there will be a good 30-minute 30 30 chunk where you'll have to be at boys and at girls. Good luck. Um, yeah, yeah, great. great. <laughs> fun. But just like you were talking about with the community being so great, like this is what I usually say, like when Michael and I started doing this, because yeah. I always mean – to call people, right? I always mean to just like pick people's brains and see how things are going. And then life gets in the way, right? All of a sudden it's like, oh, I've got to do all these things at home. And, but this environment, what we're doing right now, getting to chat with you, it's like my free excuse of like, all right, I've picked up the phone or I've called Megan and I've heard what, what's going on at Cal and how things are going out there. And it's just such a special, yeah. uh, special place to be. I mean, that's why we all fell in love with beach, I think. Exactly. And that's actually... Like, that's why I love your podcast is now I can do the same thing, but just whenever it feels right for me in the car and I can pause it. So yeah, what you guys are doing is awesome. I've, I mean, the second end that I learned it existed, I think I've listened to everyone. So please, please keep going. That's high praise, especially with, uh, with your mayor connection. Uh, I assume coach your brains out. <laughs> I, 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 dabble. I may dabble in that one too. It's a good one. They're very smart people. I would. Uh, but you guys are listen. different. Like I, I feel like you guys. The the storytelling is just. It's really enjoyable. Um. So you guys, it's a much a, a much different uh, lens. So they complement each other. I <laughs> hope go. so. I hope. Hope Billy and John don't take any offense to, <laughs> to anything we're doing here. Writing um, <laughs> on stories, right? Why don't we kind of backtrack a little bit and talk mm -hmm. about going to Cal and how you decided that that was going to be your home and ultimately you know your forever home um what was that recruiting process like obviously not being a volleyball family being a track family like how does all this come about yeah um 
got a salongo, huh? I'm getting old. Uh, so yeah, my whole family, I mean, we, I have two siblings, two parents. Uh, everyone was actually like a division one track athlete. So very much like a running family, but I think, um, like the com competitiveness was like always an all time high. Um, and as I said earlier, my mom was a coach for 30 years. And so while they weren't, um, you know, uber focused on volleyball, um, I really just like athletics was big in our family. Um, and then I think, I mean, I was just tall, honestly. I was like five, eight when I was in like fifth grade. So I ended up just getting into volleyball. My uncle kind of, he played like recreationally, but he ended up kind of pulling me along. And I think one of the things that allowed me to just love it and be obsessed with volleyball was it was my thing, right? We had a family of track athletes. And so volleyball was a thing that was Megan's and I, I didn't have the parents that were kind of pushing club on me. I kind of had to beg and, um, explain why I wanted to do this. And, um, so I think like reflecting on that, I think that was a big piece of it. You know, we see as coaches, we see a lot of, you know, potential really elite athletes that kind of just like burn out or lose the love for it. And I feel really fortunate that, I mean, I was just obsessed and still have been, and still am. Um, and then my, actually my, both of my parents, um, they went to Cal. So both of my parents um, were athletes at Cal. And uh, as I said, my mom was a coach. Uh, so essentially I just wanted to be my mom when I grew up. Um, but so I ended up, I, uh, I contacted the Cal coach. I ended up walking on my first year, he said, um, like, you can, I committed my junior year, but he was like, hey, you can come. I was an undersized outside hitter. And so I was going to be some form of libero DS thing. Um, no, I mean, I was a solid high school outside hitter, but not a Pac-12 or, I mean, we ended up being, um, you know, going to the final four. So not at that caliber. And he said, I, rem I will never forget this. He said, just don't like break a leg or something. And so I remember like leaving the office and I was like, okay, so I just have to stay really healthy <laughs> and everything's going to be fine. Um, but yeah, I ended up, uh, you know, earning a uh, sophomore year, earning a, a scholarship and a spot and all that. And um, I absolutely loved my time there. Um, we had a great, uh, you know, a great four years. And I mean, kind of similarly to how, I kind of started my playing career at Cal, same uh, Rich Feller, who's, you know, he's been a consistent um, person in my life, but he, um, I was at LMU, kind of on the indoor track. Um, I was the recruiting coordinator. I was also doing the beach side, but he contacted me and he was like, hey, you want to come give it a go and uh, start the the Cal Beach program, I'll give you zero dollars an hour, <laughs> and which so many, so many of us um, started that way. Um, and so it's it's a common story, but same thing, you know. I just kind of took a chance, and um, yeah, he gave me an opportunity, uh, and then you know we made the most of it. So yeah, I Cal is like such a unique place, but there's no place like it. Sometimes it's exhausting, a lot of times it's exhausting, but it's, I mean, there's no place I'd rather be, honestly. Yeah. And you guys and you actually, actually played incredible. in two Final Fours, correct? Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, freshman year, I got zero minutes. <laughs> Be very clear with that. So the final four cheer. <laughs> but um, yeah, we uh, we ended up, so that was during the um, Penn State like era. So we ended up, we lost to Penn State every single time. It was just at different like points of the, so it was final four, then uh, elite eight, elite eight, and then we made to the finals. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, that Russ Rose, uh, era did us dirty so <laughs> yeah and you played with carly lloyd right yeah yeah um who yeah she's uh i think she just went to puerto rico a few days ago actually but uh she's been dabbling in the sand um this past summer which has been really fun to watch her kind of um test it out but yeah she was uh she was my roommate um i couldn't have gotten more fortunate i would shank balls left and right and she would just figure out how to make the the um the offense go so yeah she's a stud i love her do you have any really fond memory like good stories from one of those good postseason runs that you had man i mean i'd say that senior year i'll never forget so we were we lost a, a good amount of starters that um our junior year and so our senior year me and carly were the only seniors um and so it, i wouldn't go as far as to say it was a rebuilding year but it wasn't going no one thought it was going to be as strong as it was um so there's kind of a back-to-back -back. so when we were we were at washington for um uh that would have been the elite eight and we had beaten them twice um during regular season and they upset nebraska the night before and so we ended up um sweeping them at their house to um progress to the final four which was to beat a really really strong team three times in a row was uh in the season was pretty exciting and then kind of the reverse happened we were facing usc this was when uh fallon was a freshman at on USC so she I think she was like the 01 but uh she uh that uh team had beaten us in the regular season twice and we just went out and um again just swept them and just played phenomenal volleyball um and so being able to take them down after they got us twice in the regular season was pretty awesome uh and then yeah that that finals match against Penn State I we honestly we didn't really show up <laughs> <laughs> we got swept three. Um, but you know what's funny? Being asked that question, like the volleyball is just such a small part of it. It's crazy. Like, I mean, just the relationships that we built. Like this last year, um, we were at TCU and it, we we go on the road a lot. As I mentioned, we have a two-court facility. Um, so we end up going on the road a lot and we're, we like kind of hang our hats on being able to handle the adversity of that. And, um, it, it was like the third or fourth road trip in a row. And we're at TCU and one of my teammates, um, showed up, uh, she had just recently moved to Texas and she brought, uh, you know, her family and her children. And I just like immediately started bawling. It was just, I hadn't seen her in a long time. And I think, the, just those relationships, um, you know, they never go away. And that's, I think that's what is important, you know, as we head into season and 
you know, everyone is just vying for that national championship. It, there's just so much more. There's so much more than, um, you know, losing to Penn State four times. <laughs> yeah. And, and kind of follow up on that. Like, I think that's a great point that we've heard, we've heard echoed a couple times on the show even. Um, but how does a coach help create those bonds or what, what can a coach do to put players in those situations to create those long lasting yeah. developmental uh, situations? Yeah. Um, so I've actually, I'm really excited about this because I feel like this year we actually, it, it felt like it was kind of running on its own almost. Um, so I think it, it, a lot of it takes just time off the court together. Um, and in years past, you know, we would make different, different rules like, Hey, we got to, um, you know, uh, I think this is actually, I think Anna Costa, who was a transfer from Stetson actually brought this to our team. So I guess we can have Christina share this, but <laughs> what we, um, what we used to do is like have freshmen take a, take a week where they are in charge of, um, team bonding and then the next week the sophomores are in charge and then next week the juniors so different classes get to be in charge of different team bonding um i also uh we're fortunate enough to have an outstanding um mental skills coach um so he's full-time with us with uh cal um but he he'll travel on the road with us and he'll come to practice and his name is greg chow he's actually the um he works with the warriors as well. So you get, you know, he's the best. Um, but he, uh, he'll spend a lot of time, um, with our program and he'll meet with us like, um, our players from an individual perspective, as well as a pairs and team. Um, so a lot of kind of different combinations of athletes and we just put a lot of focus on, getting to know each other and understand each other as individuals, but it's hard. It's work, uh, just like anything else. And if you have to invest in that time in order to do so. So I think it, it really looks different every year, honestly, um, this year that they're really close off the court. So I don't have to schedule as many like structured team bonding events and they never want the coaches there anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, as season goes, I'm sure different, different um challenges will be presented where we'll have to spend more time in um facilitating the relationships in different ways yeah but when it comes to those like team activities that the freshmen or sophomores or juniors yeah. pick up um has anybody gotten really creative with it have there been any like you're like wow okay you went outside the box for this one <laughs> my my all-time favorite team bonding experiences are always the one the community service honestly um so we had uh we had one of our original um cal beach volleyball players it's a very berkeley story but we um we had the groundskeepers were spraying pesticides out by our courts and they um two of the girls were very upset about like just the toxins and the chemicals that were um, being sprayed and uh, they were like getting pretty heated. And I remember like talking to them and saying, you know what, you girls, you need to be grateful. These, these guys are out here taking care of the landscape. Um, and so I was actually, you know, on the flip side, kind of upset with them and how they were handling it. But 
the result of it was they they understood and they went and said thank you to the groundskeepers for taking care of the landscaping around the courts. And then they ended up going to the chancellor and the athletic director and saying, we will weed the courts on a monthly, the area um, around the courts on a monthly basis if you agree to stop spraying pesticides. And that turned into herbicide-free Cal, and then it went to herbicide-free um, the UC, and now it's like on a, a national scale. So super proud of them. And so we end up every year, we end up like going around the campus and just weeding um, on a day, which is always fun because we, we get to honor our legacy and, um, I'm always just so proud. The girl, the the girls will zoom in and explain the history of why we're going out with buckets and gloves and weeding the campus. But um, yeah, I guess that's kind of outside the box. But I don't think they choose that. I believe that was, <laughs> I forced that on them. But it's now it's now chosen, right? Now it's like yeah. ingrained <laughs> into it. Who, yeah. Right. Who are those players? What What are they doing now? Are they coaching? Are they teaching? What's um? So Mackenzie Feldman is uh. She's actually continuing, they're both continuing with herbicide free. Um, and then she's also, uh, she she's doing a million different things, but she just wrote a book called, uh, I believe it's called Groundbreakers. I can confirm that, but it's uh, a vegan sustainable cookbook. Uh, she wrote that with her mom. So yeah, she, she's gonna change the world. And I don't know if you guys experienced this, but that, um, that first era of beach volleyball players, especially at Cal, when they committed, not even really knowing if they're for sure going to be a program, like just such risk takers, trailblazers. I I said to them from day one, and I still am holding this true, that I just cannot wait to see what they continue to do because it's such a unique person that will just jump at that opportunity. Um, so she's, yeah, she's one of those girls. That's awesome. Ground bakers, 60 plus plant-based comfort food recipes. Is that what, okay. I got it right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's ground bakers. So it's like oh, a little play oh, on yeah. words. Oh, you're right. Oh, it was a little play. On, I looked it up to be, I Googled it, right? I didn't, I was, I was switching oh. it up, but um, available on, uh, on Amazon. If anybody wants it, you can go on there and you can get ground bakers and you can get uh, good blood by Billy Allen. And we can really support <laughs> And we can get We Were Kings by Travis Mortar, and we can really support beach volleyball and the authorship that it comes from our pro <laughs> programs as much as humanly possible. Groundbreakers. Um, oh, Mac, that's clever. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah. awesome, right? And that's the fun part about, I think, getting to kind of inject that history mm -hmm. is really fun for our current athletes. Like, I know um, when I was at Coastal Carolina, right, I would talk a lot about uh, Chauncey the Chanticleer. It's the mascot there. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would know. Like, why would you know that? Why Why would anybody know how that mascot came to be? But just getting to tell our team, like, hey, this is actually how it came about. And this is why it exists the way it is. It's very fun, right? It's like a, it's a little insight into who we are. It's like learning. Do you do like the DNA tests? Like where your heritage oh, is? Grammy? No, I want to. It's on the to-do list. <laughs> it's on to, yeah, yeah. You have nothing going on. So I don't, I don't know how this hasn't happened yet, but. Just that, like, getting that information, right, and sharing it with family and getting that insight into who who you are, right? And when you pick your school, that's your family. That's like we talked about, right? You have your you your blood relatives, right? But then 
you've got all the ones that you picked and what makes us different? What makes us different at Cal? What makes us different at Southeastern or, or Monroe? And um, that's so fun. And, and it's great to keep up. It's cool having you be the originator, right? And kind of being that glue of like, I remember what it was like back when we would bus yeah. to, or when we would van, I should say, down yeah. to Cal Poly twice a year. You know, I'm going to bring up Mac again um, because I just, there, one of our values is, um, is gratitude. Um, shocker. <laughs> a lot of us have that as our value, but you know, I think it's, it's, it's a big one for us. And I think it's one of our strengths, but one of the stories that I just, I never want to forget. And I want to make sure that every single class, new class that comes in at Cal learns about is, um, I will never forget the day that I gave Mac the same, the same athlete that we've been talking about, but I gave her a cotton t-shirt and it said Cal beach volleyball. And she started crying and it was, we gave them that. And then we recycled track jerseys and that's, uh, well, that was it, <laughs> you know, that's, that's how a lot of the program started, but, um, you know, now we look at where we are now and the, the gear and the support and the opportunities and now further, you know, with the NIL opportunities, it's just, it's such a different landscape. Um, and I, I really hope to be able to continue that, that foundation of just being grateful for being a part of this, this program and where it's going and where it's going to continue to grow. Um, but, you know, as, as time goes on, it's just, it's crazy how fast the sport has grown and how, you know, like far away that that situation has become um and it's it's thrilling but it's also important to remember your roots exactly like you're saying yeah, yeah that's it's so something we'll talk about a lot like um like making snack bags right for yeah. uh and sometimes like sometimes you'll see the the little look of disappointment when coach walks back out there with the banana and the orange slice <laughs> and and you want to look at him and you go Listen, when we first started doing this whole thing, we would all drive a van seven hours every other weekend to like make a tournament happen. And that team was just grateful that we got to play. You were given two t-shirts, a pair of spandex and, and a bottle of sunscreen. And it was a good job. Go get it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, and to where we are now, where we're able to do, uh, you know, like Southeastern's where we're going out to California this year. Uh, mm -hmm. And we're going to get an opportunity to do that competition across the across the globe right and i i think you guys travel a fair bit maybe you go west too right you go to hawaii i think pretty regularly this is the first year we're not first year yeah. you're cutting the vacation out what's going on i know i know we we are playing hawaii but uh in manhattan beach so gotcha yeah we're actually we're going to lsu for the first time that's I'm so sure. awesome what weekend is are we playing there wait michael did, did we not get a schedule yeah. there? it's the weekend before us Oh. <laughs> yeah it's where we're doing like uh cal is doing the east meets west and then west meets east <laughs> so we're that's doing awesome <laughs> but that's so great that that's like a regular thing now right because when the east meets west first started out it was it was unique right it was like okay how are we going to get all of these people to go out and meet together and now and the surf and turf was kind of like that too right yeah. that's how you put that yeah. on for a little while and now it's like no we're just doing that. Like Todd, I think is coming out to McNeese this year. He, you know, he tries to come out uh, from with Cal Poly, tries to come out East pretty regularly. 
Um, I remember meeting Evan and Jeff Hall from Hawaii yep. years and years ago when they took their team out to South Carolina. Um, yeah. And it's just great that we're getting to that point where mm-hmm. you know, we can give our student athletes this experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it feels kind of like the world tour. I mean, it feels a little bit like traveling all over the place and yeah. figuring things out and playing as you go, but you get to do it with some of your best friends as opposed to not speaking the language, um, yeah. which can be kind of <laughs> exactly. it's a real tough barrier, right? Like that's a, if I had to spend eight weeks with just Michael <laughs> in Europe, it would be awesome. Long, it'd be really cool. It'd be really cool. That's but at some thing. point I'd try to pick up French or Italian or something just to talk to <laughs> and actually have a, have a conversation noted michael note that down hey, hey <laughs> the love is spread i feel it but kind of continuing on with this gratefulness train that we got going here i kind of want to go back and dive deeper into something you mentioned earlier about coming back to your alma mater and being the coach and what was that that first process like let alone yeah. the second process of being picked by a school that like you've dedicated a lot of your time and energy towards. Yeah. Um, I, I just, it's hard to even kind of explain what Cal is to me. I mean, I mentioned my parents uh, went there. I met my husband there. Um, I, I had kind of a, my identity defining experience there as you know as a collegiate student athlete um and it it was it was i'd say one of the most important just experiences of my life is getting to be a student athlete at cal and i think that's where it became a no-brainer that i i just want to be a part of that experience for a lot of student athletes and i think cal is just, I mean, it's really fun being part of, uh, you know, a prestigious academic and athletic institution. I think being able to walk down the hall and talk to legendary coaches is such a gift. Um, you know, they may not speak volleyball, but they they are just um, wealths and libraries of information. So I I feel really grateful to be able to just kind of pick the brains of coaches. Um, and um, I'd say the, yeah, the other piece is like, it's, it's not an easy place. And I know it, you know, it may sound weird having the head coach of the Cal Beach volleyball program saying that, but I think it's something that we're really proud of. It's, um, the easiest way to put it is it's not a country club, right? And so it's big and there's people from all over the world um, that are there and it, it prepares you to be a really successful human being. And I, I, I just love being a part of that. And it's not for everyone, which is awesome because you could come on a recruiting trip and you're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but on the same, on the same ticket, you can go on campus and, you can just immediately fall in love with the energy and the vibrancy that um, that campus can bring. And um, it's just, it's alive and it's electric and I love it. Yeah. So I, I hope um, that, um, you know, this is a place that we can continue to grow and flourish. Um, yeah. Yeah. You seem to have done Hopefully a great that job. Sums it up. <laughs> You seem to have done a great job finding that right fit, right, for a lot of athletes. And um, we're coming off 
two straight NCAA tournament appearances. Uh, what can we look for from from Cal Beach volleyball this year? What's on the What's on the the line? Yeah, you tell me. No, I uh, I think uh, you know the each the past two years have been huge. You know, for a really long time. I mean, this was when NCAs was eight teams deep and you know really really brutal and hard to to qualify um we were kind of stuck in that oh we're so close you know that like 12 to 14 ish range um and two years ago um it we as you guys know we we did expand to 16 um and we ended up we qualified that two years ago for the first time uh lost to lsu first round um and Last year, we um, qualified again. I think we ended up taking uh, Long Beach down and then lost to UCLA um, in that second round. Um, you know, I, I we're strong this year. I think a lot of people are strong this year. So it's going to be a matter of just staying present and focusing on the task at hand. Um, I think what's special about this year is there's a lot of belief um, that we have the capability to be elite. Um, you know, I, it, we've said this in a few team meetings, but like, I think we've gone from good to great. And now we have the opportunity to continue to grow upon that. But, um, you know, a lot of things are out of our control. And so can we just right now, you know, I, I said it's at practice today, but right now you come back from winter break and you're like, it's season. You're like, wait, we got seven weeks, <laughs> right? And so I think just acknowledging we have the opportunity to develop our players and develop ourselves for seven weeks and just continuing to have that learner's mindset and not getting caught up in the rankings, not getting caught up in the opponents, but can we just improve our offense a little bit today? Um, and then stay healthy enough where we can show up for practice tomorrow and then the next day and then the next day. So I'm excited because I think that we have the opportunity to be awesome, but I could probably say that for about 50 programs. So I think let's see. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a really fun season. I think another opportunity that we have is we're playing um, a lot of opponents that we haven't played yet. And so that we kind of, I, I kind of switched up our schedule a little bit. And so it's fun to just kind of have something new. Again, I said, we're going to LSU, but we get to play a lot of East coast teams that we haven't played, um, which is thrilling. And so we get to test ourselves in a different way um, as well as playing the usuals. Um, it's also the last year of the PAC 12. Um, and so while that's sad, it also opens um, opportunity uh, Cal is going to the ACC as an athletic department, um, but we will be going to the MPSF, which is essentially the Pac-12. Yep. <laughs> so... Pac-12 plus Grand Canyon. All right. Woo! Um... Um, yeah, I mean, we'll miss our Arizona and Utah, but um, yeah, I think there are some, some changes, and so we just have to continue to identify the task at hand and attack it. Um, and I'm excited to do that with a new group and some new players as well as the, the returners. I love Mike. I kept, I kept pushing Sarah Senft, our last guest, uh, to, oh, yeah. to guarantee her 
D2 national championship this year. I should have just pushed you. I should have said, Megan, you're going to win the Pac-12 this year. I heard on the, before we got on the call today, you were saying Cal Pac-12 champs, but um, I missed. I dropped the ball on that. So next time, I'll push you. I back. guarantee nothing. <laughs> but I have full belief that we can. Yeah, yeah. It's smart. It's also, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, especially in indoor, you're like, can we lose in August and September? Right. So that way I can win in November and December. Right. I am yeah. like, if I can lose early, that's great. Um, yeah. Like the, all those years that like uh, whoever between UCLA and USC would win the Pac-12 final, the opposite would win the national championship. Yeah. It almost yeah. got to the point where you're like, oh, I don't want to win the conference. I don't want to win the conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, A little bit of that last year for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. it's yeah, super interesting to hear you talk about like how you're just looking at it step by step that growth because you can definitely see it in how the, the program's built into just the past two years of you make the NCAA championship. And then this past year, you, you not only make it to the NCAA championship, but you beat USC in the PAC 12, making it to the final four of the PAC 12. And then you get that first win in the NCAA championship to move on to the next round. And you can really see that steady incline in that growth. And that's something I, I take, like I'm, I'm super proud of myself because I'm kind of preaching the same thing to my team. And if a good coach like you's doing it, I must be doing the right thing. But it relates to a story that I'm kind of preaching to our team right now. It comes from the boy, uh, the the mole, the fox, and the horse. I don't know if you've ever heard this story, um, mm -hmm. but it's just like a bunch of little pitchers. And one of them is a boy is trying to get through the woods and he can't see the other side. And he turns to the horse and says. I can't see where I'm going. And the horse just says, can you see your next step? And the boy says, yes. And he's like, just take that one. And it kind of sounds like that's how your program is building. Now you're kind of flipping things with your schedule, getting yourself some new opponents, but you're still continuing on that practice schedule of, can we get a little bit better at offense today? Instead of worrying about, oh, we're at number 10 in the rankings versus we should be at number seven. And I love to hear that because that that's a mindset that I have. And obviously we're a little bit further behind than Cal volleyball right now, but we're hoping to continually push to be that program that you guys are now. And then hopefully one day you'll be looking at ULM or Southeastern and being like, Hey, like where are these guys come from? Um, yeah. so I, yeah. I really I like appreciate that. that. I like that a lot. Um, I might steal that from you, but I, I mean, I think so much of it is, like there's so many different aspects in our sport, you know, we got five pairs, that's 10 different individuals. And so every day brings something new and it's a different opportunity. It's a different challenge. I'd say, um, you know, something that happened last year is really early on in the season. Um, we're up in NorCal. And so it's, we get, uh, we get cold. It's not like crazy cold, but it, it'll get cold. Um, and there were a few practices, it was just downpour torrential rain. And I remember looking at Joe and Dancer and being like, guys, like, let's just, come on, let's, let's cut this practice. And um, I remember Dan, like, kind of agreeing with me and Joe being like, no, let's just, let's just finish. And I'm like, God, okay, Joe. And, <laughs> you know, and um, probably said some other few choice words in there, but um, I remember it being super uncomfortable and, 
uh, he just, you know, he would push me and say like, you know, it's, it's an opportunity, it's, it's an opportunity that, you know, we don't see at the time right now, but it's an opportunity. It's a challenge. So let's, let's just finish, you know? Um, and then come May and we're in Gulf Shores and it is absolutely downpour rain. Um, you know, like our girl, it's, it's un almost unplayable, we um we do get that that call to go into the hangout because of lightning and thunder and so we wait um i believe it's like two hours and i don't i don't know if you guys like you know you know it's like not just the teams are in the hangout every single person fan spectator whoever it is officiate whatever it is officials are in the hangout and i remember being there and long beach is like in their kind of corner of the restaurant we're in ours and then there's 300 other people um and there was a moment where our captains come up to me and they're like hey megan like what's going on because we haven't i know that this happens at gulf shores but we haven't particularly experienced this before and i explained you know we're gonna talk with katie who's the um a lead official at the time and I'll find out the information and then we'll get back to you. And so the captains went and they brought everyone together and they said, Hey, you know, this is the deal. And so everyone just kind of sat, the parents were there, they relaxed a little bit, but we're kind of moving, staying relatively locked in, kind of ready to go. And then an hour, hour and a half later, I get some information. And so we bring it back in. And I remember they, started doing their dynamic and started getting locked back in. And then they kind of just started to move towards the front of the door. And our full squad was like at the very front of this door, everyone else, you know, all the other teams were kind of just scattered throughout. And then the second that door opened, my team just like started like booking it, like chests were back, heads were high. And it was like, we are so ready for this experience and for this challenge that that has come our way and then it ended up being dumping pouring rain of course and so we the reason i bring that story up is i think their ability to just kind of okay this is the present moment this is the challenge how do i attack it okay tomorrow's a different deal and we just kind of build up our armor and build up our strength and then we end up falling back on those those experiences but we don't know what each day is going to bring, what the challenge is going to be, but we just know that we can confront it head on and address it. And again, if we go all in and we fail, then we fail. I eh. believe it. <laughs> no, that's Gosh, what a great, what a healthy mentality. How <laughs> do we just make sure we do that all the time? Let's go out of full speed. We used to have our, our strength coach at South Carolina, Keith Scruggs, would always use the term whenever we were doing something. He would just say, you know, four letter word with short vowel sound, full speed. If you're going to do it, you might as well just, you yeah. might as well just go full speed. Yeah. And... <laughs> let's go. Like what, what are we doing? Let's, let's go all in. And what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. My, my new motto has been nobody changed the world by following the rules. There you so go. Let's just start, go. start going out there and seeing what we can, uh, what we can do for the yeah. shaking. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on from that. Our last yeah. question that we always ask is, what would you like to see next from the NCAA beach volleyball game? And I like I like this motion you got going on. You got a lot of thought <laughs> going. I can't wait yeah, to hear this. Yeah, God. a lot of things. Um, 
NCA Beach. I mean, well, I'm thinking more institution based right now. I think simplest, and I, I, because I, I listen to your podcast, I've heard this a lot already. But um, I, just continuing to expand the field, get more, you know, whether it's regionals or what it is, um, just getting more opportunities um, at the the tournament level. But then I'd say also just being able to, um, I love what Beth and the um, AVCA are doing in the fall. Um, so continuing to grow that just to create more opportunities because these athletes are here and fully invested and training a lot. And so um, continuing to just get creative uh, to get more of the co competition opportunities um, will be big. And I think there's a lot of really good brains that work in creative ways that can help with that. Um, but yeah, huge shout out to Beth and what she's been able to do with the fall um, and then continuing to grow that field in the spring. Let's do it. More teams, more competitions, yeah. more crossover. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, Megan, thank you so much for uh, one for listening. Hey, that's like pretty cool. <laughs> when Michael's like, yeah, Megan actually listens to the podcast. I was like, she's blowing smoke. She, she <laughs> no. Smoke. Uh, so you. I appreciate I that. Got <laughs> appreciate that. And then appreciating you even coming on and working with time. Like we talked about all podcasts, right? You got a lot going on. And so finding this time to to talk with us really means a lot. And so I really appreciate that. And Thank you guys for, for doing this. Yeah. Good luck to the bears this year. Um, I don't think we have you on the schedule, so I can say that and, and truly mean it. Uh <laughs> you guys, likewise. All right. We'll talk to you later. Awesome. Have a good one.